All right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show. All right, polls close, New Jersey, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, Virginia, 7 p.m. Um, I would imagine by the time we get on Hannity tonight, we should be getting numbers uh, coming in, and, and we'll bring them all to you. Uh, it's uh, As we got toward the end of this Virginia race for governor, I mean, the, the flailing that's been going on with Terry McAuliffe has, has been actually pretty entertaining to watch. Um, I don't know what the outcome tonight is going to be. I've read the polls like all of you. Uh, it's extremely tight, especially in the Commonwealth of Virginia. If you haven't voted yet, I will tell you, based on the calculations I've made with the pollsters that I trust, day of voting will decide. Today will decide who the winner is and probably Yunkin. Democrats usually have an advantage in early voting and mail-in voting probably needs 55 to 56 percent of the of the vote today to actually have a chance to pull this off now can it happen yes so the polls saying it there's a, a possibility a strong possibility yeah it's actually saying it but they're also saying that it's very close anyway here to uh weigh in on all this two great talk show hosts on their own right both friends of mine uh joe pags joe pag show mark simone number one morning show at our flagship in new york am 710 wor uh guys welcome back to the program both of you happy election day hey right right back at you let me let me start with mark only because this is personal we both have known Curtis Lewa for so many years, and I know it's it's nine to one registered Democrats to Republicans, and he's also running as an independent. Um, Eric Adams has got nothing but fawning press. Does does Curtis have a shot? We've had him on a couple of times. Yes, he has a shot. I want you to remember one simple fact. Republicans have won five of the last seven mayoral races here in New York. Five of the last seven. Uh, I was there in the uh, Giuliani campaign of 93, and even the day before, everybody said he had no chance of winning because of the demographics. And back then, that made sense, because Democrats had just won six of the last six. So Giuliani shocked everybody uh, and and ran. Curtis was uh, campaigning yesterday with our former governor, George Pataki, who pointed out there was no way he was supposed to win. The polls showed he couldn't win, and he did the next day. So Curtis could win. Obviously, the coverage has been slanted. A lot of stuff about Eric Adams that should have come out uh, and didn't, and that's been covered up. But uh, And they've, they've fixed the what, ballot. What things in particular about Adams did you feel didn't get enough attention? Uh, the fact that he lives in New Jersey, I would have brought that up a little. He yeah. Well, that came out. I, I thought that was pretty well known. <laughs> yeah. Well, he showed this little uh, basement apartment that he claimed he lived in. Everybody said, okay, that's it, problem solved. But uh, reporters looked in the closet. His clothes weren't there. The TV was 100 years old. There wasn't really a working TV in there. And if you go to the New Jersey building and show his picture, the doorman said, oh, Mr. Adams, yeah, 23H, we know him. So they, they left that part out. Uh, let's get your take, Joe Pags, on this election day. Uh, how interested is your audience in Virginia and New Jersey? Uh, very interested. They're also very interested in Curtis and Eric Adams because Curtis has been on the show many times. As you know, we're, we're pretty tight as well. Uh, if Giuliani and Pataki can win in New York, it's because of safety and security. I think Curtis can win. But when it comes to Virginia, Sean, you know this, Mark, you know this. When you bring up education on your show, it doesn't matter if you're left, right, middle, far left. You know, It doesn't matter the color that, that you align with. If you talk about telling me what I can and can't do when it comes to teaching my kids, with the money that you're fleecing from me to, 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 to finance the educational system, 
you're going to be in big trouble. People are very angry at Terry McAuliffe that he said he's lying about Youngkin when it comes to taking books out of the library. He knows he's lying about that. He also knows that he looked right at the camera and said, no, parents shouldn't have any say in their kids' education. He's also lying about critical race theory. And it really doesn't matter what your politics are. You guys know this. If you bring up education and you tell me the parent, and Sean, you know I've got five daughters, two of which are still in public school. If you tell me that I have no say, at the same time taking my tax dollars to fund and finance the educational system in my area, you're not going to be voted in. So I think, I think that McAuliffe is in big trouble. In New Jersey, look out for my paisan, Citarelli. He might do something there. That would be very interesting. My paisan? We're going back he's to that goomba. old school? My goomba, my paisan. <laughs> By the way, how many decades has it been since we've heard that, Mark Simone? It's cracking me up. Yeah. Well, uh, Phil Murphy... Uh, who was like a mediocre at best governor of New Jersey. And by the way, New Jersey's never reelected a Democrat in 40 years. They are always one term. But he seemed to be a classy guy. He'd been chairman of Goldman Sachs. But in the last debate, he was losing. So at the end, it was the cheapest, ugliest race baiting. It looked terrible for Murphy. He called Chitterelli up. He brought up a white supremacy and Confederate flags. Preposterous Saul Alinsky nonsense demonized your opponent. But this, this is standard 101, though. I mean... I try to I've gone through the history on radio and TV of the Democrats and and their playbook. And the playbook is Republicans are racist, sexist, misogynist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, now transphobic. And they want dirty air and water and they want they want to kill grandma and grandpa. It's the same book. Every election. it, 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 it's a cheap. Uh, Saul Alinsky is the guy that came up with that strategy. Just demonize and throw names at the opponent. But I don't right. think it works. Uh, ever since Murphy did that, he's been plunging in the polls. Uh, no one does that more than McAuliffe, and he had a lead that he's lost. And if he lose, the other thing is this. Uh, War on uh, on parents. Suburban moms are an important chunk of the Democratic base. This is a war on them. They're going to lose that part of the Democratic base, and that's permanent damage that's going to be done. The reason it's maybe great, I'm more skeptical point. than yeah. both of you is this. If you look at the mass exodus out of New York, the people that are leaving tend to be more conservative. Uh, right. The same with New Jersey. If you look at Virginia, it's unique in as much as, as the bureaucracy has grown in D.C., Joe Pags, so has the Democratic population in Northern Virginia, and, and the numbers are staggering. We're, we're talking about like about a million people. That's a lot of people that count on the government for their paycheck, and they all seem to, in, in mass, vote Democratic. Yeah, but we can always rely on this. The Democrats will always go that one step too far. Here's the line. We can go right up to the line and really push the, this progressivism, really push this change in a value system in our country. But once they cross that line, I don't care how many people are getting their paychecks in, in Loudoun County or now Alexandria. It doesn't matter. When you tell somebody you're not going to be able to raise your kids without my help, I'm smarter than you are. You have no say. You have no say in, in CR. Come on. This guy is actually campaigning with Randy Weingarten. Have you, have you watched <laughs> no. one speech from this woman? I mean, who says this is a good idea? So I think, Sean, you're right. It's extremely blue. It is deep, deep blue. But still, these are the same parents that will look right, right in your eyes and say, don't tell me how to raise my kid. Don't tell me how to educate my kid while you're taking my money. I think that they went across the line, and Democrats, thankfully, always seem to do that. Yeah, McAuliffe made a huge mistake bringing in Obama, bringing in Biden. He nationalized the race. He should have kept it local. That's going to cost him. And then in the end, he tried to say Donald Trump is doing an event with Glenn Youngkin, which (laughs) was never planned, never on the schedule. 
right. in any way, shape, manner, or form. Look, it's I, it's not that I'm pessimistic. I try to be realistic, and I'm I, I do see a real opportunity that I didn't think would exist in Virginia. If that happened, it would be the equivalent of a massive political earthquake. Um, I'm not sure if if McAuliffe pulls it out by a hair. I still think the impact is real. And I think it speaks volumes also about the state of Joe Biden, which is uh, we never thought that the the moniker Trump gave Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, would be that real as it was yesterday. Mark Simone. Oh, it, it, you know, when a guy says this is the biggest problem facing the world, number one <laughs> priority, I am so passionate about climate change. Yeah. As soon as you mention it, you're... <laughs> I know. It was so embarrassing. And by the way, he was out cold. And then the aide has to go by and shake him awake. I'm, I'm watching this and I'm just dying. Um, pretty hilarious. Let's go to this climate summit, some 400 plus private jets. And we're not talking about small private jets. We're talking about massive private jets and the massive carbon footprint. And I'm looking at the pictures of all these, these private jets that flew everybody there. And I'm just thinking, do they not see their own hypocrisy here, Joe? It's like uh, when John you know, John Carrot says, listen, because my job is so important and because I'm so important, I can fly privately. I can get a $5,000 haircut, and you're, you, the peasant, should listen to what I say. Because what I say is really, really important. What I do, don't even look at what I do. You're right, 400-plus private jets. The carbon footprint probably can't be made up. If you paid carbon taxes for the next 100 years, you couldn't make up for the one summit that they did. Greta Thunberg shows up and she says, blah, 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 and how dare you, and people clap. And, 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 and there's Biden, dead asleep, and as soon as the aide wakes him up, he starts clapping as if he listened to one word of what was being said. It, it's, uh, to me, it's nutsy cuckoo, but again, it's what I said a little while ago, guys. They always go one step over the line, and then people wake up and say, man, I voted for this guy Biden, but what the heck am I looking at? I have no problem with people flying in, in, in private jets at all, but right. this is the difference. I'm not out there lecturing people uh, that they need to pay more money for, for energy and, and gas because it's good for the environment. Or, you know, if if we're going to be a part of the, the Paris Climate Accords, giving China and India uh, developing nation status so they don't have to pay anywhere near the money that we're paying for this, Mark Simone. And and the irony of all of this is Joe Biden, again, is begging OPEC and Vladimir Putin to produce more oil because of his policies ending energy independence that he inherited from Donald Trump. Yeah, they can never explain this. You know, we get canceled the pipeline. It's no good. Pipelines are horrible. And the next day, it's okay in Russia. You can have a pipeline. We can't. Uh, they're talking about solar and wind. And they're holding this in the U.K. where... Germany, UK, I think 14 other countries gave up solar and wind. It wasn't working. It turns out there's not much wind in the North Atlantic. They've gone back to coal. Uh, the whole thing, the, you know, you talk about hypocrisy. The worst one ever was Bloomberg. I counted it once. Eight houses, 47 cars, three yachts, three planes, two helicopters, and you should take the bus to conserve. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. 20, 26 summits, and it hasn't made any difference, so stop with the summits. Stop with the summits, and let's go back to energy independence. Quick break, more with Joe Pags and Mark Simone on the other side. Then your calls, 800-941-SEAN, our number. As we continue with uh, friends, fellow talk show hosts, Mark Simone and, and Joe Pags are with us. If we look at the one thing that Joe Biden could actually do that would actually impact the economy in a positive way, it would be to immediately reverse course on the issue of energy. That's not going to happen. He could fix the border tomorrow by bringing back those Trump policies. He can rescue the Americans in Afghanistan 
if only he had the will to do so. As far as inflation and the supply chain crisis that he created, well, a lot of that would be fixed as well once he fixed the energy problem, which he's never going to do because he's bought into this new Green Dealism, uh, socialism. But I'm, I'm not even sure at this point he's going to get anything passed. Well, you know, the, well, the cleanest form of energy, nuclear, that would solve all our problems. You could do 80% of our energy, nuclear, clean. Yeah, had that work out in Long Island, no. Mark. Well, but Mark, when you say nuclear, people start yelling, you know, as Sean said, Three Mile Island, they start yelling Chernobyl, and then it dies. And you're right. I mean, it's good, it's valuable, it's worthy, but, but people are afraid to even of the word nuclear. Joe, the French get 75% of their energy needs for homes from nuclear power plants. No, they, they do it safely. They use, they use it as a boogeyman. The left uses it as a boogeyman. You guys are both right. It's, it's valuable, it's good, it works, it's safe. But we are we're being you know scared out of doing it. You've got to buy an electric car. You've got to go to an electric car charging station. Don't say nuclear. Don't say coal. Don't say natural gas. Don't say oil. Yeah, this but is they're big, this is their push. You're talking about 1980s nuclear stuff, and that that was dangerous. But it's it's right. 2021, very safe. Even disposing of the nuclear waste is now a pretty safe process. Yeah, well, we can hope. All right, predictions. I'll play my John McLaughlin role. What's going to happen tonight, Mark Simone? It's hard to say, but exactly five years ago, at this moment, we were on the air, wanted Trump to win. We just didn't know he, if he could. We didn't think it, it seemed impossible. It, and it stunned everybody because he, that later that night he won. So let's hope the same for Curtis and uh, Youngkin and Jack Cittarelli. That's not a prediction. That was a good cop-out, though. You caught me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that was a very political answer, and you're really good at it, and you made it sound great. So I'm, I'm taking that as you don't really want to give a prediction, but I'm, I'm hoping as you are. Uh, Joe Pags, any predictions? Yes, I, I think that, uh, that Curtis wins because people of New York are smart enough that their safety and security is number one. You can't see 9,000 cops off the beat. Uh, because of some stupid mandate that Curtis would get rid of in a second. And when it comes to Virginia, I really think Youngkin, Youngkin can pull it out. He has to be careful about his separation from Trump, not that it's real. I know that Trump came out yesterday and said it wasn't a real separation. Uh, Trump would beat McAuliffe in Virginia. I think you might see something there because parents don't want anybody to tell them they can't take part in their kids' education. And I don't know, man, watch out in New Jersey. I'm not against uh, Cinderella coming through and pulling this off. Murphy is weak at best, so... I'm predicting all three that we want to win will win. I'll go there. I'll wow. Two out of three. That's a bold prediction. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping for... I, realistically, I'm with you. I, I would want that really badly, but I think we'll be lucky if we get one out of, one out of three. The leading candidate would be Yunkin. Uh, anyway, Well, obviously, um, you know, <laughs> I wake up in the morning. I'm Irish. What do you expect? I, I think the worst <laughs> is going to happen every day. Uh, anyway, Mark Simone and uh, Joe Pags, appreciate you both being with us as always. When we come back, wide open phones, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Quick break, right back. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour. Uh, all right, so in, well, less than 90 minutes from now, 85 minutes from now, these polls close in the Commonwealth of Virginia. By the time we get on TV tonight, we should have start having some results. Here's uh, one of the final Yunkin ads leading into today. Terry McAuliffe's campaign in Virginia is all about Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Trump. Donald Trump. 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 Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. 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 Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Trump. Donald Trump. 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 Donald Trump. Trump. Donald Trump. 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 Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Trump. Donald Trump. 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 Donald Trump. He keeps invoking Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. 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 Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. 
Trump, 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 Donald Trump, 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 Donald Trump, Trump, Donald Trump. Have you made this race too much about Trump? No. Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Trump, Donald Trump, 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 Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Trump, Donald Trump, 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 Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, 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 Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, 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 Man, you'd think Trump was funny. It's pretty darn funny. 800-941-SEAN on this election day. Uh, All right, let's say Samantha. Let's say hi to Samantha in Michigan. Hey, Samantha, glad you called. Thanks for being with us. Hi, Sean. Thank you. Um, My question for you is this. We there are millions of us who feel that we watched an election being stolen in front of our eyes in November of 2020. And if you say that out loud, you're called crazy or a kook or a conspiracy theorist. But you'll never convince me that Joe Biden won 81 million votes when he can't even stay awake during a global summit. Um, So my question to you is, what are your thoughts on what happened with our national election in 2020? And how do we trust the results moving forward and restore our faith in the system, especially with races as important as the one in Virginia today? Look, there are certain things that are not in dispute, and that is that the laws were not followed in 2020. This is not an issue up for debate. Uh, Most states have a law that says partisan observers get to watch the vote count start to finish. That never happened. The reason I have pushed for voter integrity measures, like, for example, there are um, told counties and areas in Vermont where illegal immigrants are actually allowed to vote. uh, That should not happen if you believe in voter integrity. You should be a citizen like every other country. I can't go to any country and say, I think I'm going to vote in your election. Uh, That's number one. Voter ID is critical. I mean, they, they were talking yesterday about having driver's licenses that have your vaccine status on the license i mean you can't get into the white house or the capitol without a picture id you can't get to a dnc convention without a picture id you can't buy a six-pack of coors light without a photo id or a jewel pod even so i mean the fact that democrats don't want any integrity measures is they think it's to their advantage not to have them voter id signature verification chain of custody controls meaning when ballots are mailed in that that we have both sides having some control over watching that they can't be tampered with updated voter rolls and then yes partisan observers should be able to watch the count start to finish this is for state legislatures to deal with now beyond that we also have the situation for example in Pennsylvania, where the state constitution gives very specific and yet very limited opportunities for mail-in balloting. That was totally ignored by the state legislature. That, that That's a constitutional issue. As a matter of fact, if we follow the law, follow the constitution, it's a slam-dunk case that should have been won. The, the other state that interested me the most in 2020 that we followed closely was Wisconsin. And that is that, that people had to show that they were homebound, uh, if they wanted a mail-in ballot, but they, they were setting up in parks in the middle of COVID uh, registration centers where people would have to go sign up to say that they're homebound, leave their home to sign up and say that they can't leave their home and then vote in the election. And then what was a 3-4 Wisconsin Supreme Court decision, a stinging dissent by the chief justice of that court. So those are the issues that I focused on. That's why I looked at the law. I looked at the Constitution. 
And on top of everything else, I thought we believed in whistleblowers and nobody wanted to hear from eyewitnesses what they saw that was actually happening. So the answer to your question is, if we don't have integrity measures implemented in every state, especially the ones that we know matter the most, then I, I, I you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. You can't guarantee integrity and confidence in results if you don't adopt these very simple very fundamental, very fair measures. And as far as Virginia goes, for example, today, you you had to request a mail-in ballot. You had to, you know, testify that it that you are that you're the person that's making the request, um, which is different than just mailing out ballots all over the place to everybody, which some states are still doing. But that's really going to be up to the state legislatures. I've been urging people as a first step, if you want integrity in elections, to start at the local level with your state representatives and your governors and your state Senate and making sure that integrity measures are adopted and adhered to uh, on Election Day. I've not heard many reports today of of any funny business going on, but I, you know, I what do I know? I don't know. Does that answer your question? It does. It does. I appreciate that, Sean. It's very frustrating though when you try to get these measures put in place, and the automatic uh, reply is you're racist. What what, what part of that is block, racist? You're trying to block. You're trying to. Um, you know. You know. They're they're saying that people of color are unable to get to the polls. And if you but, want but to see Democrats, that's all part of their playbook. They say that every election season. I mean, it's, it's, Barack Obama went into Virginia and tried to suggest Repu- Republicans do not want minorities to vote. It's just not true. But having election integrity and confidence in results. Look, let's just follow Joe Biden's state of Delaware. There's no early in-person voting in Delaware. You need a photo ID in Delaware. There's no drop boxes in Delaware. Joe Biden hasn't lifted a finger to make voting more accessible in Delaware. But yet his Department of Justice goes after the very accessible voting law in Georgia, far more accessible than Delaware. I think it tells you everything you need to know about Democrats. And and this is not about integrity for them. This is about a political advantage for them. That's what they're hoping for. Well, thank you, Sean. I appreciate your time. All right. Thank you, Samantha. Let's say hi to apparently... Is it Representative Patrick Penn? Is that really your name? Yes, sir. Sean, how are you, sir? You're a state representative in Kansas? Yes, sir, I am. Uh, right out here in the Sunflower State. Thank you so much for picking up my well, what's call. What's going on? Glad you called, sir. Hey, thank you, sir. Your team is awesome. I uh, just want to let you know your producer is very good. Uh, they are great people, and I'm very blessed. You are astute <laughs> in your observation. Yeah. Hey, listen, I just wanted to let you know, uh, I heard your, your talk with Mark Simone and Joe Pags, and uh, I grew up in Richmond, Virginia. As a matter of fact, I grew up in foster care so far north in Florida that they call it Georgia. And then we came up to the Old Dominion back in the day when um, there was a governor by the name of Mark uh, of uh, uh, Douglas L. Wilder. Okay, L. Douglas Wilder, I'm sorry. And he was a Democrat. And uh, I remember the, the Old Dominion State as I was coming up in middle school and high school uh, being run by Republicans. And I just know that they didn't have those bones in their bodies of racism and everything like we saw uh, them trying to say with Mark Allen and uh, Gillespie. Ed Gillespie, his, his wife was our uh, Spanish teacher at my school there. I lived in Chesterfield County. And uh, I'm trying to tell you right now that the things that people are seeing and sensing right there in Virginia is is correct. They need to believe their lying eyes. Uh, critical race theory is something straight from the pit of hell, 
is something that's straight out of cultural Marxism. I have the receipts on it. I'm out here leading the charge with a great team of legislators in the Senate and the House to bring legislation to ban that here in the great state of Kansas. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Youngkin has the wind at his back, and uh, he needs to win this. Because as we see right now, uh, the weak man of the West that we call uh, Let's Go Brandon, he's out there falling asleep on the world stage, losing all types of credibility. I did 20 years in the military after graduating out, out there in Virginia, uh, served time in Afghanistan, multiple tours, and it breaks my heart to know that we have Americans behind enemy lines, and this man is doing nothing but worried about pronouns. But that is exactly what Terry McAuliffe is all about. I remember when he became governor and I was out there in grad school at George Mason University, that bastion of liberal ideology. You saw it happening out there, too. And I just want to let you know that what they're trying to do is basically tear down all the pillars of the society. And this goes back. If you want to know about it, I can I can go through it. Uh, but we talk about Look, we know what the uh, left is about. The left is about okay. radical new Green Deal socialism. Um yeah. We know what their agenda is. It's been laid bare. And we're fortunate, as of now, we've been able to stop the worst of it. But if we don't reverse course quickly, the damage will be irreversible to me. And it will. And, yeah. And that's know. the type of thing that I'm talking about. When I sit on my committee for K-12 education budget out here, we had our Department of Education testify before us out here in Kansas. And there's a, over $121 billion siphoned off uh, from the various CARES uh, relief packages going straight to the school districts around the state houses because they know that the state houses are overwhelmingly, after 2020, Republican. So those go straight down to your school district for curricula. And the curriculum that they're teaching and they're going to be picking out is something that we call, um, they call it different names, but it's, it's basically SEL, Social Emotional Learning or Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. And all what that is is the critical legal studies, critical race theory, uh, intersectionality type of There's, there's so, no doubt, and I appreciate the call, and thanks for being with us. There's no doubt that this indoctrination is real, that this is what they want to do. And it is the saddest thing to look at the amount of money that we throw at education, more per capita than any other industrialized nation, with the worst results. It is it is so easily fixed, so preventable. It's it's stunning. And I would take all social debate out of the classroom. And I first focus on making every American child proficient in math, reading, science and the thing, computers and the things that matter. And at that point, if we get to that point, we will have done a great service to our kids and our grandkids. It's never going to happen because you have an unholy alliance that has existed now for decades and decades. And that is the, the teachers unions and the Democratic Party and the teachers unions, massive contributions to Democratic candidates. You know, it, it got them in the door that they could even write uh, some of the rules regarding covid and, and education uh, because that's how much power they wield. It's a lot, and it's full control almost. And meanwhile, our kids are the ones that suffer. And education is the ladder to success in America and around the world. And we're failing our kids spectacularly. At best, it's institutionalized mediocrity in a, go in a good school district or one recognized as a good school district. Sharon, Tennessee, next, Sean Hannity Show. Hi, Sean. Um, thanks for taking my call. That was a good springboard into what I wanted to talk about. Um, so we have purposely taken our youngest daughter out of public school and put her in a, in a private school, a Christian school. 
and um, we have two older kids who went through the public school system. We could see the turning tide, you know, over the course of years. My oldest is actually homeschooling her kids. My my girls are all spread out. So um, the question that I have is if we were to have school voucher programs, um, would it force our Christian school to change uh, curriculum or anything like that? And Well, there are attempts to do that. I mean, and this is where the courts at different times weigh in on specific issues. Yeah. And, and you know, of course, the, the teachers unions don't like it. Look, in New York, they spend over 45, I think about 45 grand per student in terms of their yearly education. If you were to cut these parents a check, schools would pop up all over New York. And the the schools that provided simple, basic, fundamental uh, reading, writing, math, science, computers, and coupled with that, a learning environment where they have zero tolerance for any kids acting up or causing trouble. Parents would flock to those schools. Every parent knows that the best thing they gift they can give their child, sort of nourishment and love, emotional, spiritual, etc., is an education. And we're we're robbing these kids of the competitiveness that they're going to need in a global economy. And you know, I never I never depended on the school system for my kids to get educated. I I took that responsibility upon myself. And even in the summertime, I would hire tutors and make them spend an hour or two a day in the summer so that, you know, kind of teaching them that education is a lifelong pursuit. I learn more every day because I read piles of information every day. Anyway, glad you called. But, yeah, it's amazing that this has now popped as a top issue in Virginia the way it has. And actually, maybe it's time to examine the real problem, which is the teachers unions and the Democrats and their unholy alliance with each other. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. All right, full election coverage tonight on the Fox News Channel. Obviously watching the Commonwealth of Virginia, New Jersey, even hoping New York City and Curtis Lewa. You can always hope. Anyway, we'll have Bill Hemmer at the big board tonight. Ari Fleischer, Sarah Sanders, Scott Brown, Kellyanne Conway, Reince Priebus, Dana Lash, Leo 2.0, Terrell, Joe Concha, and much more. We have full election coverage, 9 Eastern, set your DVR tonight, Hannity. Thanks for being with us. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow. We have a lot to talk about. You make this show possible. We can't thank you enough.